Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Well, I think from this podcast, I took that maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. Becca, the egg, she's new to the beauty business, but learning faster than a baby savant. I'm not going crazy yet. I started investing in the stock market this week. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. And a solid 70% at least on your capabilities and your abilities. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, and welcome to this episode of Between Both Cheeks podcast. My name is Becca. I'm here today with Luba. Ashley and a special guest, Robin. Robin, I'll let you introduce yourself first. Hi, my name is Robin Alaris. I'm located in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I work at the Summerlin uh, Salon for Wax Hair Removal Bar. Welcome. We're so excited to have you here in a new, fresh perspective. Yes, very fresh. For having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, how is everyone doing this week? Well, the weather's been nice. So oh, speak for that. yourself over there. <laughs> What's going on in Toronto, Ash? <laughs> it snowed this morning. No, 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 no. Like it woke up and I thought I slept three months. Like it was Christmas. This is why we pay so much tax in BC. So we don't have snow. <laughs> I'm missing out. I'm missing out. I need to go where it's hot. Right. She's laughing at all of us. She lives in Come see me. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, we, we can use you in Vegas. Yeah, bacon in the 90s down here. It's getting, I think, to the hundreds this week. So crazy. I don't even know what that is. I need to look that up. <laughs> so what's up with you, Becca? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not going crazy yet. I've started investing in the stock market this week. So good. we'll see how that goes. Good. Way I can make money by doing nothing except spending it, which I already do. So... We'll see. <laughs> nice. Good one. Nice. Bye. Um, I did a, my bank automatically do, does the investing for you. So I bought yeah. into a package of various stocks. So there's like tech companies, energy companies, um, banks, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, nothing really like surprising. Mm-hmm. No oil or gas. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all like energy and financial institutions and tech companies. So we'll cool. I just put like the riskiest one that they had because I'm young, so I don't. I'm not oh, gonna, you're brave. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna spend as much as I put into that fund every month, anyways, on things that I won't notice, like coffee or whatever. So I'll give this a go, and then if it spooks me too much, then I'll lower it out. But that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to learn, learn the one percent. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. So, listen, ladies, we need to have a bit of a conversation about what's happening in the industry right now because this is so crazy. With COVID happening, I honestly thought that the beauty schools were going to completely shut down and then restart once this craziness was over. But the case is they didn't do that, and they've actually been doing online training, which I find very interesting. And this is where Robin comes in because she is in beauty school. And how long were you going to school before it got closed to online training? So we were probably in school maybe for like a month and a half, two months. Um, And one of the crazy things, too, is that we were all waiting so patiently to get our scrubs, which was the uniform that we paid for. And so we finally got them. It was like about a month into school. So we got to wear them for two weeks and then COVID happened and everything shut down. So that was one thing that I think a lot of us were bummed about because we were so excited when we got them. We literally screamed when we heard the guys say, I have their scrubs. Everybody like looked over at him like, what? Uh, so we were pretty excited about that. So um, it's just been so weird. 
right now. Okay. Mm. Especially since going to school, it's such like a hands-on school. So yeah. I know some of the other students, like some of the other, other girls in my class, um, they just weren't feeling it. They were like, no, like I'm paying for hands-on schooling, not online theory. And some of them were considering dropping out. And some of the teachers were like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Just because it was such a unique scenario. So luckily, I, I try to look at the situation as the glass half full. Um, and so the fact that we are actually able to still do some theory online as opposed to absolutely nothing. Um, they were able to at least work that out for us. But as far as our hours go, because of the schedule that we have, we have like a certain amount of hours that's already pre-planned out. So we have, you know, our start date and then our graduation date for the 600 hours that we do. But COVID's totally messed all of that up too. So as far as graduating the end of, or the beginning of September is when it was supposed to be. Um, might not be till the end of September, maybe October. Who knows, maybe November. Just depends. Are How school? long is your program supposed to be? So I started the program the beginning of February, and we were supposed to finish pretty much on the beginning of September and then have our graduation. So about a seven-month program. Uh-huh, yeah. How long is it in Canada, Ash? See, it all depends. You can do anything from an accelerated six-month program mm. to a three-year program. Okay. And it depends on where you go. It depends on how often yeah. you want to do it. Um, and it depends whether you want a basic aesthetics program or whether you want a medical aesthetics program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've got a few options. This, this is why I'm asking. Now, when you say 600 hours, is that 600 hours you need hands-on or is that 600 hours hands-on and theory? That's uh, in total 600 hours of so theory and our hands-on. used to be 900 and then they dropped it down. So some of the things that they won't have us do now is doing like reception work, more of that kind of hands-on um, work that initially they had the girls do in the salon. So we're, where I go to school at, it's a two-story. So we're all upstairs in the class doing our theory. That's where our clinic floor is at. And then downstairs is the salon. Um, so they would have the girls work front desk. They would have them do different things. And that was one thing that they cut out. So now it's just 600 hours. But yeah, it's the theory and the hands-on together. So... I'm just going to come out and ask the question that kind of everyone is thinking about. If you were business owners, would you, or managers or whatever it is, would you hire someone that graduated during COVID? No. Because of the lack of. No. Yeah. No. Okay. no. Becca? Yeah. Becca, the egg? Yeah. I think, I think it would be harder to learn your skills. So if you can, and if you graduated, I know that you can work by yourself. I know that you can be independent and I know that you can learn and teach yourself things. And maybe I won't have to hold your hand so much, mm. but I don't have the technical aesthetics knowledge. That's just from how well will you be able to manage standpoint? Okay. So with that, I'm going to throw in the opposite side and I'm yeah. going to say being an esthetician in my mind, this is strictly my opinion mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. you know, 20 to 30 percent about knowledge mm -hmm. and a solid 70 percent at least on your capabilities and your abilities and your skill in your skill if you are not good mm -hmm. at waxing you do not have the technique or you do not have the touch for a facial or for a massage or you do not know how to handle you know, a set of cuticle cutters or nippers or whatever you'd like to call them. How are you going to ever work on a client? I'm going to have to worry 10 times more about your skill in a room that I'm not in with you mm -hmm. than I would if I know you graduated and somebody watched you. On the contrary, I may think you put twice the amount of work in theoretically. You may be able to theory-wise teach other people on the team 
because you may have got more education through theory, mm-hmm. but I won't trust your skill. Skill is to me such a big portion of what you do. I when I interview people, I will always do a hands-on component. Mm-hmm. You can't hire an esthetician without doing a hands-on component. Yeah. And I really wanted to dig into this because I'm very similar to where Ash sits, like my old fashioned ways. And then I hear Becca talk and I'm like, oh my God, that's like, that's a really good point as well. If we didn't already have Robin on the team and I didn't know, you know, how amazing she is and all of the things that she can do and how great she's going to be at waxing, because we literally need to retrain anyone that comes to us anyways. Um, I would be very hesitant as well. Um, and then I love what Becca said about like, well, maybe they're going to put in that extra effort and they're going to learn on their own and they're, you know, they don't have to be handheld. I literally got a resume yesterday without asking. It was like through the banking people that I'm working with. And we were talking about how we need to hire more people now. And she goes, oh my God, I have this girl and she's taking your, she's taken your anal bleach class already and she would love to work for you. And I said, that's great. I said, please have her send over her resume. So you now have have an in. Like, you didn't have to go through the channels of being filtered. Like, you now have an in. That's huge. So I was quite excited to get this resume, and it was just bleh. Like, it was just half a page of nothing. You're not even graduated. You're going through the COVID course. I'm just going to call it the COVID course. So no hands on. Sorry, Robin. Yeah. And no, it's understandable. You got, a, you got an indirect in to send your email to your resume for a job when no one is working right now directly to the owner and you send me a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. And I was so disappointed because I was like, Now's the time that you need to be brushing up on your resume, brushing up on your cover letters, looking for jobs, being very like um, fully hands on and giving all of the reasons on why you should be that person. But I just found it like this laziness again. So it just kind of like it makes me even more worried because, you know, we've dealt with like the millennials and now we've got COVID in the millennials and now I get this resume that's awful. So I'm going to stay positive like Becca and hope for the best. But that, like, I was so blown away by that. Okay. But let me ask you, when you look at the resume, was it just very poorly written and executed or was there literally just nothing on it that you wanted to see? Like what made it not what you wanted to see? Well, it was, first of all, it was like half a page. It didn't even fit on an entire page. It gave no other history of anything else, whether that be a high school education, whether that be volunteer work. It was just the last job and school. Sometimes for shits and giggles, though, I pull those kind of people in because you may not know books. You may not be book smart. You may have absolutely zero capabilities of the written word. But you know what? Let's be honest. You may be the most friendliest person you may be have the best people skills and you may be a phenomenal esthetician or be able to work with your hands so you know what sometimes just sometimes there's there's always an exception you're gonna be open-minded I'll pull a little bit of Becca here be a little bit (laughs) open-minded I don't know it really threw me I was really disappointed with it Mm. so okay Robin let's um jump on the other side you were a manager in a salon before you came to Vegas what if you were the manager would you hire someone out of COVID class I so I I feel the same as far as being skeptical about their skill so the the angle that I come from with that is when you're in class you're learning the theory and at the same time you should be learning the hands-on right so that too going hand in hand really helps you like grasp it in your mind. So then you can also apply it to the person that you're doing it to. So now when we go back, so no matter what, we have to get our 600 hours. So we have to do the certain amount of theory that's required. We have to do the certain amount of hands-on that's required or else, you know, we can't graduate at all. Ah, so, so you still have to do hands-on. We still have to. And that's the thing is our graduation won't be in September. It might not be until end of October, November. So it's getting 
drug out. We're not going to graduate as soon as we had hoped. But for somebody to come into, you know, business that I managed, I, I still would question their skill and say, you know, I know that, you know, you got kind of thrown a curveball, obviously, while you're in school. Um, you know, how did that play out? Did the school supply you with an adequate amount of time of hands on? Did they review all of your theory with you, how you should have been going through it initially in school? And I think personally, when we do go back, um, I, I won't be too content if we just dive into hands on work and working on the clinic floor and not having that review. Um, Cause I think that's going to be critical for us when we go back. However, being at home and learning everything online, like you were saying, in a way it does kind of help us because we have so much more time to focus on the theory. And we just finished um, the anatomy portion. Um, I took the test this morning and it was not an easy test because mm-hmm. we have to, you know, know all of the, you know, all the bones in your skull. You need to know all the cranial nerves. You need to know all of the facial muscles, all of these different things. And so in a way, it was kind of nice that we had that extra time to really focus on what it was that we were learning in the book. Um, but that to me definitely needs to be reviewed when we get back into school. So my question to somebody coming in would be, how did how did they prepare you in this unique situation? How were you prepared? Because I don't know. And then of course, also doing a hands-on interview. I, like hands down, anybody that you have walked through the door that you're like, I like your personality, I like your attitude, I like what I see on paper, um, but I wanna know what your hands can do at the same time. Mm-hmm. And okay, I have a new perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin that perspective. Oh, let's do you know. think? Do you think that people are going to rush through the hands-on because they're already a little pissed off that they're not graduating in time? You can't because you have to put in so many hours. So you have to put in 600 hours. You don't have a choice. But do you feel that like it would? It's really gonna come from the heart. Like, do you see what I'm saying in the sense of like, you're going through school, you've got, you got your theory, you've got your, um, your hands on, you're excited, you're working on clients. Now it's like, bang, I did all my theory. I got 600 hours. I'm going in, I'm going hard, boom, 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 waxing this like, and not giving it that like attention and love that you usually would in a normal circumstance, because you just want your license and you want to start working. Plus, you need to think about all these people that have been out of work for six, seven weeks and still haven't even received unemployment. So they've got the financial burden of now a student loan, being out of school, and I can't even work until I get my certificate. Yeah. I will say, even in class when we were doing hands-on, doing stuff on each other, there were people in the class that would speed through things, especially with facials, would speed through it and get it done where some of us were like, well, we have an hour and a half to do this facial. Why are you gonna speed through it and get it done in a half hour? We're not being tested on how fast we can do it. We're being tested on knowing all of the steps, knowing all the sanitation steps that you need to take and work on your massage technique. Take mm-hmm. that time. And cause we're not switching and you know, one person does the facial then the other one, you know, jumps and hops on the table and, and the other person does the other one. It's just one person working on one person. So yeah, even in class, there were people that would just jet through it. And I, I don't really know why. I don't know if that was one of those things where it's like, Hey, look what I can do. Maybe. Mm. Um, or it could have been a service that they already don't plan on doing when they're licensed. Which is like, which is a really bad attitude, right? Because you don't really know what you're going to love until you get to know all of it. And this is where I believe that everything should be separated. Like I think there should just be nail school, lash school, wax school, Mm -hmm. facial school. And if that's what you want to do, then like get to know all of it. We already struggle with, you know, I always said that estheticians, they've got so much education and skill in a very short amount of time and you can't be great at everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how wax was born. Cause I was like, I was tired of getting shit waxes. Yeah. Well, and even trying to offer everything that we learn in school too, doing all the waxing, doing all the facials, doing lashes, doing 
you know, focusing on maybe brow tinting and, and lash tinting and the lifting and then how some girls will go into getting certified in microblading, different yep. things like that. There's, there's really no way that you can do all of those things successfully unless you apply yourself and you already know, like, I'm going to do everything because mm -hmm. I want to do everything. Yeah. But there's not very many people that go into the class with that mindset. And it's also sad because when we go to state board and we take our test in front of state board, we get tested on that. You're going to get tested on what you just sped through in 20, 30 mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will never forget my yeah. first day of aesthetic school. Okay. <laughs> we walked in and in the first five minutes, literally the first thing that was said, take a look to your left and take a look to your right. Look in front of you and look behind you. Each person that you just looked at will not be here and in this industry five years from now. Wow. Oh my God, I just got chills. And at least two of you will probably not graduate. Wow. And wow. it is so very true. I can recall, I, literally from my graduating class and from the class before me, because you know, when you're in school, there's always a couple classes that will kind of overlap each other. There is myself still in the industry mm -hmm. and one girl that was the class ahead of me still in the industry because the industry is very tiny. You will constantly run into people. You will constantly see people. I mean, I've worked across the country and I've barely run into people that I don't see on a regular basis. Yeah. Like you're, you're constantly seeing the same faces at the same trade shows, um, at different training classes on webinars, or you're constantly seeing the same names. Mm -hmm. So you, that's why, that's why people rush through because they will not be in this industry. Those are the people that, you know, will not succeed or they'll graduate, but that's about as far as it'll get. They won't really do anything in it. Or they're going to turn around and they want the knowledge because they want to go work and be a receptionist somewhere. Or they want to work for a doctor's office and do patient intake for um, a plastic surgeon or something along those lines. Because there's different avenues that you can work within this industry. It doesn't necessarily have to be the hands-on portion. I know a lot of people who get into aesthetic school and start doing the hands-on and they love the theory. The theory was great to them. And then as soon as they had to start applying it, they were like, no, mm -mm, I got to touch people's feet. I got to touch people's faces. Mm -hmm. No, this isn't for me. This is gross. Because you think of the pretty side of things. You look at, you know, the beautiful man and you're like, I'd love to massage that man. <laughs> well, that's not the man you're going to be getting. You're going to be getting like the 450 pound like hairy gorilla that looks like he's wearing a sweater to massage and not wax. You know, right. like these are the kinds of situations you get put in and people get instantly turned off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think that's the part of it. So I, I changed my mind in the sense that knowing that you have to do a hands-on component. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm good. I'm game. I'm not looking at you or the COVID clan in general as being like, okay, maybe I wouldn't be hiring them. I'm a little bit more open knowing that you have to put in your allotted hands-on hours. That makes me feel so much better. That that I didn't know either. I thought they were just going to let them graduate. That's what I thought. I'm thinking here's your certificate. Bang, bang. Okay. Yeah. Away you go. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. We'll pretend you did it all. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Makes me feel a little bit better. Um, to be honest, I almost think that you may actually be in a better scenario on the other side of things. Because a lot of the time we do things so separated. Now you're going to be going through and doing all your theory back to back to back. And you need to have all the theory. So when you go back and you are saying, Luba, about, oh, I think they should just do, you know, waxers should just be there, a waxing class, or, you know, facialists should just be. I disagree. Okay. Of course I do. Of, of course, course I do. Of course. Who didn't disagree? Anyway, I think this because every area that you have within aesthetics will complement the other. 
I want people to be knowledgeable. I don't want to come in and someone's doing my nails but knows nothing about the skin. Great, you know the structure of the nail, but you know nothing about the structure of the skin. Or great, you're doing my lashes, but you know nothing about the skin. Or great, you're doing waxing and you know nothing about the skin. Mm -hmm. It all relates back to me anyway, to the skin. So I think that you need to be doing at least a skincare, facial, body treatment type classes. And you need to combine those with your massage. So maybe, and I think the way they maybe do it in the States, I might be wrong, is your nails are separate and everything else is kind of bubbled together. And I agree with that. But at the same time, I still think that the people doing the nails need to know the skin component too. So this is why I kind of think everything should be done together. Not to mention, if you want to extend and start doing your medical type aesthetics, like your microblading, your dermaplaning, your microneedling, things like this, laser, you need to know all these different areas. So why not just put it all together? And if you choose not to follow the path of doing some of these treatments later, then so be it. Right. Yeah. And I guess it's it's more value when you pay for an aesthetics program, right? Like you feel like you're getting value out of it and then you can decide. So I still do think there should be like specialty schools out there after. So if you fall in love with like lash extensions, you can go take the lash program. That's like, it should be like a post-secondary. It should be like, or it should be like you're, you've gone and you've gotten, you know, your, your basic degree. Now this is your masters in aesthetics. And I am all for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Robin, did the school uh, um, offer any financial relief for this time? So they, they did in a sense. So there are some students that um, did their financial aid a little differently and then some that started paying um, right away, assuming that maybe they weren't eligible for the student loans for, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so some of those students that had to start paying I know that they were concerned saying, well, we're not actually at the school getting the 100 percent quality that we're paying for. And I have to make these payments monthly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that maybe they had delayed one month for them, but then they asked them to keep paying again after that. And then there's some of us that did apply for the loans that were able to get the financial aid. Um, and kind of get ourselves set up. And that's where I fall into that category. Um, So I have the two student loans that one kicks in, I have to start making payments three months after I graduate. And another one that's six months after I graduate because they want us to get out into the workforce and and get clientele and things like that. And yeah, I loved that they were offering that too. So one of the questions that came up, because we're all like, well, it's obvious that we're not graduating the beginning of September. But our loans still going to be looked at at that same date, like Mm -hmm. from the beginning of September, three months from there, six months from there, that's when we have to start paying. And the president, we had a little webinar meeting with her and she said, no, the day that you guys graduate from that date is when your loans will kick in. Okay. That's good. To six months. And so that was one of my concerns too, was, well, you know, am I going to have to start paying right when I get, grad you know graduate from school so that was that was great to hear that they were willing to work on that and figure out a solution for everybody who's paying for student aid yeah that's good that's good do you feel that with what's happened that your price of tuition should have been lowered i personally think that yeah we should be thrown a bone because Mm -hmm. of happening um I'm sure that, you know, the school probably feels differently because they maybe in their eyes are still providing, you know, the the theory that we need to learn to get a license. Um, so whether they either discount a part of the tuition, um, that would be nice. And I'm sure helpful for everybody because mm-hmm. just about everybody's having to pay for a portion of it out of pocket. Um, but they had also talked about bringing in other services like laser 
and allowing all the students to get laser certified um, kind of as a you know, as the bone being thrown to us, Got it. Uh, whether that's, you know, going to be completely free to us students, or if we would still have to pay mm -hmm. a discounted rate, I don't really know. Like that's something that they're still trying to figure out from what I know, just to kind of how to make it up to all the students that are going through these programs during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do they show you any sort of demos while they're doing your theory, or is it strictly theory? Lately, it's been strictly theory. They haven't shown us any demos at all. We have an online resource that we can use to go back and look at previous videos. So when right before we had closed, we were getting into the waxing portion. And online, there were some videos that we could watch on the how-tos of doing an eyebrow wax or doing an arm wax or a leg wax or underarm wax. So we could watch that. And we were just barely like the next week is when we were going to start physically doing waxing. And they were like, sorry, classes are canceled. So that's what I have to stay with. Because mm -hmm. we're going to retrain Robin anyway. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so right now, when we, we finished up our basic aesthetics, so waxing was the last thing, actually, that we had to learn hands-on. Um, almost. We're in advanced aesthetics now. And after we're getting into a electricity right now, so there should be some hands-on going on with that as far as facials go. Um, and then also we're going to be getting into the chemistry, which is the last section of theory that we're learning. And that's when chemical peels come in. So hopefully once we get to that point, we'll actually be physically back at the school, but they have to phase everybody back in as far as like bringing us in for only a certain amount of hours. So we don't have a bunch of students there at the same yeah. time. Um, and then also with the salon, having clients coming in like that's probably not going to happen for a little bit too because they need to go over the hands-on with us on certain services before we actually start doing anything on the clinic floor. I feel really bad too for those people that like don't have the home life that you know someone like you have Robin, myself, Becca, Ashley that they they can't focus if they're not at school like they've got children running around or maybe not like the best home environment to be learning from like I think that takes a lot away from like your mental health in really applying yourself because you you can't based on what's happening at home I think I don't know what the what do you know of anyone that is has dropped out because of any issues like that or there was one uh, one girl in my class that was considering it. Um, and then at a certain point, they split our class in half to a morning class and an afternoon class, I think, to make it easier on the instructor. And so that girl is in the afternoon class. So I haven't really talked to anybody mm -hmm. um, in, in that class to see if anybody's still kind of with it or if they're not. Um, I do know there's a girl that's in my morning class and she doesn't have a laptop. She doesn't have a tablet, anything like that. She just has her cell phone. She also has a four-year-old daughter, too. And so it's just the two of them, I believe, living in her apartment. And she has had to borrow her landlord's tablet to be able to do her classes during this time. And so oh for God. her, and she's, she's so smart and she applies herself so well. I think she's going to do so good. Um, she's, you know, one of the girls in the class that's just right up there, straight A's, really, really focused. So, um, I'm sure to a degree she's, you know, struggling a little bit, just like some of the other girls that do have children struggling a little bit. And especially being at a, you know, a technological disadvantage too, Yeah, um, not having those devices. And that's really, really helpful. Um, so I wish that the school had figured out something in that sense that they could have provided those students that didn't have anything, that resource yeah. to make it easier. Now, did the school provide any sort of kits for you to take home to kind of practice and hone in on your skills that you had learned already? Yeah. So when we first start, we actually do get um, this whole kit. We got like a bunch of makeup products. We got all of the stuff for lashes, doing lash extensions. 
Um, we also have like our, our mannequins, we have facial brushes, the bowls, we have pretty much everything except we didn't get any skincare products. Um, and I know that was one of the, you know, the bummers that some of the girls had, they were like, well, it would have been kind of nice to get some skincare products too. Um, so everybody's just been at this point resorting to what they have at home if they want to practice on, you know, somebody that they live with sort of a thing. Um, but then we also got these really nice Zuka bags too. So they definitely provided pretty well wow. for us with all of these things that we got. Um, and they even have lockers at the school too. So if you didn't want to take everything home, like every day, you could leave some of it in the locker. And that's what a lot of us did. We're like, well, we're not doing waxing yet. So I'm just going to leave my, you know, wax pot in my locker. And then when I'm actually going to need it, that's when I'll get it out. Um, some of the girls would also leave their school books, like their textbooks and study guides in their locker. And so of course we didn't know right away that, you know, we weren't going to be able to go back to the school. So some of them were, you know, a month into doing online school and they couldn't get into the school to get their president. And one of the girls was like, my textbook is there. And I had been actually taking like a, a scan app on my phone and scanning the pi like pictures of the textbook okay. and sending them to her. Oh my God. And so she was like, I really, really just want my textbook. And that to me, like mind boggled me. I'm like, why would you not allow the students to go there and at least get their textbook? That is critical to what we're doing, especially for doing theory that like, I didn't agree with how they were handling that. I thought that and was they, they paid for that. Like that is their property now. And they could have yeah. done it. They could have done it like a curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, that was my thought too. They could have just gone and said, you know, what's your passcode? Let me go to your locker, get it out for you, bring it to you. Wow. So eventually a couple of the girls were like, yeah, my textbook is there. And they were like, okay, well at this time, we'll let you into the school one at a time, wear a mask, wear gloves, and go get, get, get your textbooks. So I think at this point they've had them for a couple of weeks, but I don't really know why that was an issue to do that before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's... but yeah I didn't agree with that and I felt really bad for them that they didn't have their textbooks but at the same time we left on a Wednesday because we go to school Monday Tuesday Wednesday we leave on a Wednesday we have homework to do we have you know some some theory some book work that we have to read so I also didn't understand why they weren't even taking their books home with them yeah of course and that was my other question too like do you think you're kind of like well see I'll play devil's advocate when I was in aesthetic school I worked a full-time job and went to school so for me if it was that night that I knew that I was going to work right after school. I got off school at 4.30 and started work at 5. And I worked at a nightclub and a bar. So I worked until 2 o'clock in the morning. I knew that there was no way in heck I was touching those books. Right. I was typically ahead of schedule in what I was doing. But I, if I know I'm not going to, why lug the books home if you know you're not even going to crack yeah. them open? So yeah. I like I do see both sides of, of yeah. that. Yeah. I also think, you know, with um, that, that woman, Robin, that you were talking about that didn't, doesn't have a tablet or a computer, you know, we live in a world where we're very lucky um, and, you know, just having a laptop or, you know, a couple iPads or whatever is like the norm for a lot of us. And we're very blessed with that. But there are those other people that don't have those luxuries. And I think that they're, they're forgotten about. Right. Because we just assume that people have the life that we all have. Yeah. Um, and that's something to be very, very grateful and appreciative for, because that really sucks for her and how hard it must have been for her to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I got the sense that she didn't like having to go and ask every time. Um, but it, I think it got to a point where maybe the landlord said, look, just go ahead and hold on to it. Uh, wow. That's, that's my hope. That's she a sweet landlord. Said yeah. Anything lately. Yeah. I'm like, well, whoever your landlord is, is an amazing person, yeah. you know, helping you out. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially during this time. Super crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I have a question, Robin. How are your classes actually being conducted right now? Is it through a Zoom call? Are you just reading your textbook and then they test you and hope that you've done it? Is it open book? Yes. Can they control that? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) So right now um, we do the Zoom calls. So the first instructor that I was with um, from the beginning, um, she Zoom calls all the time. And it was a little bit like that first week that we were online, it was kind of a learning experience for everybody. And we started with a different um, program with doing the the meetings and it wasn't really working out. So they were like, forget this, we're switching to Zoom. It's just way easier. Yeah. So we've been doing Zoom calls and with her, we would hop online at 8.30 and then she would just keep the Zoom call on all day. We would just mute ourselves um, while she was talking or when we were on our lunch break. We just put it on mute, everybody would go and do their thing and then come back. Um, and with her, she she didn't really have us do a whole lot at home. We would just go through the PowerPoint and write in our study guide all of the notes. And then she'd maybe say, you know, just read these pages and that, that's fine. And then when we switched to advanced aesthetics, we switched instructors. And it's so funny because the instructor that I have now is polar opposite of the first instructor. He's, you know, the first instructor was very, you know, soft-spoken, very relaxed. And my second instructor, she's, she's loud. She's like in it. She's like, boom, 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 boom. Let's get things done. Let's rock and roll sort of a thing. So she has a really good energy and vibe to her. Um, and the way that she teaches is totally different too. She's very, um, tech advanced. She schedules everything on canvas, which is the app that we use for like our grading, our assignments, um, any notes that we have. So she has everything scheduled on there, even the assignments that we have, that's where we go to for everything. And she has all the links for all the zoom calls on there. Um, she definitely is one of those people that dots her eyes and crosses her T's. So it, makes it a lot easier in that sense that everything is online and it's structured and we know where to go to see what we need to do. We don't have to test her and be like, well, you know, what do I need to do? How many pages do I need to read? She has everything online. Um, so that really, really helps. Um, again, I wish that we were shown a little bit of theory. There's no, and maybe it's because they can't just find videos on YouTube to show to us as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a short bit, when we first started, our instructor had suggested us to practice doing things at home. And the school was like, no, they didn't want us doing that because I think it's because we weren't being supervised. Right. On how we were doing it. And we need to learn how to do it the right way. Creating bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Do you think that it's easier to cheat if you wanted to in your tests? Yeah, because we're not we're not in the Zoom call where you can see each other. You can't see where you're at. That's not something that they were like, you have to let us see you and see exactly what you're doing. Um, I think they just put the faith in the students that they're going to actually study and do do your best. And it's funny because my husband and I had talked about this and I told them, yeah, somebody could just, you know, have the book open in front of them Uh and Uh just go through and look for the answers. However, if you're not actually doing the studying, if you're not doing what you should have been doing, if you are actually physically in class, you're not going to do well on the written test for the state board. Right. You need to study. You have to absorb this information okay so why why would you cheat yourself mm-hmm. sense and you're just See, that's like, the difference between why? canada and the states is okay. and, and maybe there is I'm no having a- state board in <laughs> canada you only have two provinces that actually have a governing board that you have to write and be board certified to work in most of the provinces, you do not need, you just go to school, you show your employer, look, I went to school and thanks very much. Have a good day. And maybe that's like the biggest difference that we're looking at here is, yes, yeah, somebody could cheat and you could walk out of school with 110%, get every bonus question, every everything, and mm-hmm. then turn around and write the boards and fail. 
Yeah. Because you didn't absorb anything and you cheated your way through. Right. And there's, I think, the biggest difference there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because that's that's what I think. Like, you know, people will take the easy way. It's just what people do. Um, and yeah, I think maybe I compare it a little bit too much to Canada to be like, oh my God, we're going to have these people that cheated now have a diploma. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to want a job right away, but are not going to know anything. And maybe that's why 95% of schools in Canada are closed right now. There are, I know two schools that I can think of off the top of my head that are currently still open, but I don't believe that they're doing any sort of testing. I believe they're just going through theory. They're doing demos. You know, they're kind of keeping the interest there and Mm -hmm. keeping the students stimulated and learning, but they're not doing any of their actual testing until they get back. And that's probably why. I'd like to see this group of people and what their results are at State Board. I'd really like to see it to see like how many people actually, what is the percentage that pass versus the percentage that pass during normal times? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see. And, and I wonder too, if when we get back to the school, are they going to have us do a repeat test to see, you know, maybe gauge it as far as like where we're at as far as retaining the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And if that's going to be graded or not, but it all, what, what it all does boil down to is how much of this information did you retain uh, while being at home? Cause you do, you still have to take that test with state board. You still have to pass that no matter what, if you want a license. So you have to know this information and, and why, you know, I also wonder like, why would somebody want to just, you know, skim through right now and be like, Oh, I'll remember it later. I'll just study right. more. But why would you not study when we're all physically like talking about it right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. You're gonna make it so much harder on yourself because now you're having to study this whole chapter alone. You're not going over PowerPoints, you're not doing Kahoot games, you're not going over different things that you can do. One um, tool that my second instructor did implement was um, this app called Quizlet which is really, really helpful. And I wish that we had learned that one from the beginning where you just go online and you make digital flashcards. And so after you make them all, then you have them on your phone and it has different ways that you can study. If you want to just do traditional front back, if you want it to ask you questions and kind of mix it up, like you have to type in the answer or, you know, do the selected choice answer. Um, different ways to do that and a lot of us were like that's really really helpful for us knowing how to study because it's all on our phone and we can take it with us and the other night I was studying just sitting on the couch and had my phone and I was studying on that instead of having this textbook in front of me trying to read when it's dark so I was like I really wish that they had implemented this from the beginning and it definitely helped And so that was one of the things in our class that we were required to do is while we're going through the theory and the vocabulary and learning the terminology, we had to do a certain amount of flashcards and we had to turn that in and show the proof that we actually did it. Oh, That's definitely helpful. And and I think a great, you know, angle for the instructors to take it to be like, you need to do this and and show me proof that you actually Mm -hmm. did it. I also wonder, too, if state board is going to be a little more relaxed with letting people pass a little bit easier because of the... I hope not. I, I hope I, Me, too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. And actually, I would think that they wouldn't be because of the fact that all of us did have all this extra time at home where we can study and really absorb this information. So really everybody's you know paper test scores should be really really good in my opinion um when it comes around to the hands-on the schools still have that obligation to you know teach us and give us those hours especially if all the students are paying a certain amount Mm -hmm. for education and for me when it comes to me forking out thousands of dollars for an education in my opinion i i want every Anywhere, and I want it to be of good quality. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know what I do think is going to come out all of all of this, though, is at the end of the day, let's be honest. And as much as we like to think schools are just that and they're just schools, they're a business. And if they've learned anything through all of this, I think it's they've learned that they can now take half of their education and have it online. And so they're going to now if they had one class running, they're now, I think, going to have two or three classes running at the same time where you have, you know, maybe one or two days a week, you are just that you are at home learning from home and they've got one group in doing the hands on. And I think they're going to expand their business to make more money that way. That's what I think. It makes sense. Yeah. Actually, that's really good. Yeah. And I bet a lot of businesses all around are probably realizing how much they can actually do from home. Yeah. Um, I think some of the instructors did make a comment about even how much easier it was on them a little bit to be doing everything at home. So, yeah, I could see that definitely being a possibility, especially with bringing people in for just basic knowledge of learning, you know, things that you should learn maybe before even actually touching starting. and starting to do okay. services on each other. I mean, it's not not a terrible idea, but um, dealing with the differences between the two of actually being in the classroom, you're in this environment with all these other people that are there doing the same thing as you, striving for the same thing as you, and everything else kind of like getting boggled up in your mind just goes away because you're in an environment where you can solely focus on right. what it is that you're learning we're at home, like we were saying before, as people who have kids. Um, I don't have kids. I have fur babies, but yeah. they come and bug me just as much as a two-year-old or a four-year-old. They want attention. They, my dogs are so attention needy. It's ridiculous. So yeah. even just dealing with them and then, um, you know, dealing with the traffic that's outside and the other people that you live with, there's all these different things going on. And those other people, those living beings that are in your home, they're not there doing the same thing as you. No. They're there they're to watch TV or to eat food or to, you know, play with a tennis ball or something like that. So <laughs> the, the quality is, is a lot different in that sense. So for me, I really like being actually in a place that's designed for what I'm doing, what I'm learning and being around other people. And I'm also... Being in quarantine, I've learned that I'm absolutely a people person. I wasn't too sure if I was, but this has definitely shown me that, yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. How have you been staying focused at home then, Robin? Do you so, have some tricks for anyone else who's at home trying to, to learn or even just to work from home? Any kind of ritual or thing that you've noticed helps you get in the zone a lot more? Or, or do you think you just have to accept that it comes in waves? Mm -hmm. So I definitely, with working at home, so I, I am lucky in the sense that I can do all of my schooling um, in our guest room slash office. So I, I benefit from the fact that I have a desktop PC, I have a desk, I have a printer, I have all these things. And I can also close the door and close everybody out and tell them, leave me the heck alone because mm -hmm. I'm trying to study or something. Uh, so I'm definitely lucky in that sense. However, I do still have my phone by me. I do still get my, you know, email alerts on my PC. So I'm still having some of those distractions happen. And so I have to, you know, turn my phone on silent and, and flip the screen over and toss it away from me. Um, like I did earlier when I had my test, because I'm like, I don't want any distractions. Yeah. Um, and also with being at home, you can't escape some of that home life situations either. So um Maybe you're trying to listen to your teacher do the presentation on what it is that you're learning, but you keep thinking about, you know, what your boyfriend said or what your sister said or what your husband said or like what somebody did or something that happened. And it's just like brewing in your mind. So or even just simple things like I can be, you know, have ADD brain and I'll be thinking about like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to wear when I get change out of my pajamas. Or, you know, what am I going to eat for lunch or sort of a thing? And they're like, oh, I'm at home. I could go look in the fridge. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
really random things that you can think about. So that's a bit of a challenge too with being at home. There's again, there's just all these different distractions, but it, it helps being able to close yourself in a room away from all the sound, away from the noise. And sometimes even for me, playing music while I'm studying, it kind of sounds a little counterproductive because some people will listen to the music instead of reading. Mm -hmm. But to me, just having a little bit of background noise, even I would go to the living room and turn the TV on just to have some sound going on, especially days that I'm home alone. Um, just kind of makes me feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more better when I hear that background noise of people talking. Since yeah. I'm so used to being around people at school and at work and at home. So some of those things, I think if you can figure out what helps you stay focused and what helps you study, then that really, really helps. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel for the people that maybe their home life isn't, um, you know, as, as beneficial for studying or if they do have kids. Um, luckily, I can shut my, my door and my dogs know how to drink water and eat food. They can take care of themselves, but a two-year-old doesn't. A four-year-old yeah. doesn't. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't shut them out. Yeah. So what are you, you going to do? Um, yeah, everybody just, I think if you, you know how to cope with that and make that adjustment, um, hopefully everybody figured out a way to make it easier on them through mm -hmm. all that. Well, I think from this podcast, I took that maybe I'm being a little bit harsh and I've gotten some new information. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. And I need to be a little more open-minded with now hiring people in the, what are they called? COVID clan, Ash? Uh, I'm, I'm going to call them the COVID clan. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a little more you know, open, openness with that. Um, did anyone else learn anything that they took from this? I definitely became a little bit more open-minded. I was definitely, before this started, I went, uh-oh, I'm going to be way too harsh, way too <laughs> spicy. This is going to be so bad. I was very narrow-minded, and I definitely have I've opened the perspective a little bit. Um, I think, to be honest, there's part of me that almost thinks you might have it better off. If you're learning online, you haven't completely stopped your learning, but you're going to get a little bit more time in school. I think for me, I always wanted a little bit more time in school. So I think you're getting the better end of both sides. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you're getting the best end of the deal, I think. And you're really going to have the opportunity to get your money's worth, I think, as long as you take the time to actually put the work and the effort in at home. Once you get into the treatment room, you'll be completely focused on hands-on treatment-wise. I think you might be really lucky at the end of this. Yeah, definitely. And I think for, you know, the, the people out there that are looking to hire uh, potential, you know, graduating students, you have a whole other set of questions to yeah. ask them as yes. far as how, how they manage it and knowing what, what tools they used while they were studying, um, how they managed their time. I think yeah. that how they managed it all as a whole is really going to say how they're going to work professionally. Yeah. So, so. Well, yeah. What did you learn? I'm just shocked that you could do it online. I didn't go to beauty school and I don't have that experience, but I still went to a similar program in a very basic sense that it was technical skill. And we also learned a lot of different things about the industry so it was technical theater so like beauty school you're learning facials and massage and eyelashes and waxing and tinting and the full scope of the anatomy i was learning painting and carpentry and welding and set design and it wasn't focused there's not just a lighting school or a painting school oh. it's all together in one and you're learning a bit of everything and if i was in college right now I would not be able to understand how I could learn those things at home. So I think it's really interesting how they've separated technical from theory and that you're still able to learn a lot from home. And I think, mm -hmm. I think I would prefer to hire someone that was learning during COVID than maybe in regular times, because in regular times, 
you know, maybe they're not going to aesthetic schools for the right reasons. Maybe they're not passionate about the aesthetics knowledge. Maybe they want to use it to work other avenues of the beauty industry, like Ashley said, like front desk at a plastic surgeon, or they just want the business knowledge and they want to go small business, not necessarily aesthetics. Whereas you, Robin, I think you'll have a bit of a leg up because you now know how to self-regulate, self-teach. You can manage your time. You're probably going to be maybe a little bit more positive because you know what it is actually like to have it really, really suck. <laughs> I think I think you'll be better off because, you know, just being at home quarantined right now without the pressure of school is a lot. So to take on that extra pressure and come up with a degree, I think phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you to our special guest, Robin. Everyone can follow her on Instagram, Sin City Est. That's S-I-N-C-I-T-Y-E-S-T-I-E. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Both Cheeks. Becca, where can they find us? On the Google, if you just Google Between Both Cheeks. <laughs> Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, it's there. There's some episodes on our YouTube. If you look up Wax Hair Removal Bar, you can follow us on Instagram at Between Both Cheeks or at Wax HR Bar. If you have any questions or comments or things you want to add to the show, you can email us comments at betweenbothcheeks.com or slide into our DMs and we'll answer you from there. There's lots of avenues. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, ladies. Thanks for all the amazing information, Robin. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm... Yeah, I'm I have a whole lot of your life yes. dealing with. No yeah, and keep us posted on, on that. <laughs> Goodbye and good night. Thank you for listening.